0: Hi, welcome to the Plus Up podcast, brought to you by Media Plus Advisors. I'm Perry Ann Grignon, one of the partners at Media Plus Advisors, a consultancy specializing in the media, marketing and advertising industry. I'm joined today by my two colleagues, partners and friends, Carly Feinstein and Susan George. Let's all say hello. Hi. Hi, how's everybody doing today? Great. Great. Well, we believe we have a unique point of view for today's media world, and we've designed our services to drive value for and the industry. And that unique point of view extends to today's topic, where we're going to explore whether a marketer should first try and fix issues with a business partner before undertaking a search and pitch for a new vendor. So today, Susan and I are going to tap into Carly's deep experience and expertise in managing agency pitches. But before we jump in, wow, we have a lot to to talk about with all the activity in the media performance management space in in the business over the past week or so. Uh, Susan, what's your take on it all? It's kind of hard to keep up with all the news.
1: Yeah, it's actually, um, you know, was a very active week for news in this space, which was really exciting, including, of course, our entry into officially into the media, media performance management space. So we're excited about that. You know, uh, end of last week, there was definitely a lot of news. And we think this is really positive because what it shows is there's a need for this type of services with clients. And, you know, we're super excited to be part of this now and start sharing out our point of view. And. You know, our point of view is that we want to have a positive impact on the ecosystem and we're excited to get started and having those conversations. But, you know, given all the news, we wish everybody a lot of success with their endeavors. So we think it's um a great time to be in this space. So we're excited. So with that, um, we want to jump into our topic this week. We want to really start talking about pitches. And, you know, I've been seeing a lot of news lately on pitches. I was reading today. Uh, that Samsung has had been looking to do a pitch in the U.S. that they suspended because of COVID. Um, but more often than not, I've been seeing that the pitch activity has really been ramping up. We've seen over the past couple of weeks big announcements of T-Mobile and Chase and Walgreens. And we know within the past um, month or so, Kraft wrapped up a big pitch. So, you know, Carly, when we were talking during our last podcast, you know, we we had discussed that the pandemic had slowed down the pitch cycle here um but you know clients were still active in the space because they had a need to do it what do you think about the state of uh pitch activity now is it is it returning to the normal cycle here in the US
2: so unlike other regions of the world where marketers tend to go into review every 1 to 2 years there's really no cycle in North America Susan, I remember you mentioned in our last podcast how the European marketer's media pricing is held at the holding company level, while in the US and Canada it's client-based legacy pricing. This is what I believe drives the short cycles in other regions of the world. But in the US and Canada, marketers tend to have individual cycles versus ones that are industry driven. Some marketers stay with a media agency for 10-plus years. Some have procurement philosophies to review every two to three years. But most marketers go to pitch when they're fed up and need a change.
0: Wow, Carly, that's really interesting. So they kind of like throw up their hands and say, I'm fed up. It's it's time to, you know, put it all up for review. And it, 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 it probably means that there could be a lot, of, a lot of chaos. But I assume that you mean by fed up, like a lack of innovation, or is there a disconnect between how the media is performing and the business goals, or is it talent, is it service? Like how does a client get to that I'm fed up state?
2: So absolutely, I mean all those things and more. Some marketers go to pitch because their business and service needs change, but their agency just isn't evolving to those needs or they just want to see what's out there in the marketplace at other agencies such as reporting research and data management tools talent like you said and innovation and ideas but in my opinion this is the my bold statement the majority of marketers who go to pitch want things that could easily be renegotiated or re-expressed expectations typically marketers have come to us already having made the decision to go to pitch, needing us to either manage the process from start to finish or to support from behind the scenes with the process, developing materials or analyzing templates, always so many templates in a pitch. There's media templates, there's staffing and fee, there's contract terms and best practices. But each time we got one of those clients coming to us, I always wondered, Did they even try to fix the situation by resetting expectations with their agency or perhaps renegotiating their contract? You know, we here at Media Plus Advisors, we compare the marketer agency relationship to that of any relationship. It takes effort, communication, trust, and shared goals. Wouldn't it be easier, faster, less expensive to try to fix what's broken? You know, everyone in the media world has touched a pitch, either directly or indirectly at their time at the agency or client side or vendor. Everybody touches it. And whenever it's talked about, I've noticed there's usually this aura of negativity and dread connected to it, that it's a time suck, that there's so many goes in the room, that there's a, you know, a dog and pony show going on, or it's pulling me away from my day job, the timelines are too short. It's all about efficiency instead of quality. You know, we get it. Sometimes it's necessary to see other options. You know, a client may want to see, does another agency have better reporting research or data management tools or people who just fit with them better? Um, They may wonder, can they change their legacy pricing? Sometimes, as I said earlier, it's simply part of a marketer, of the marketer's procurement philosophy to go to pitch every few years. And then there's even on occasion, a marketer is left with no agency because the agency chose to end the relationship. However, we have found that more often than not, marketers go to pitch because something is broken that they didn't even attempt to fix, whether it's a decline in service, you know, that's dissatisfaction, lackluster ideas or innovation just not coming to them that their quality of media is declining or their contract terms they're feeling are not being complied to or just bad stewardship or you know this happens really often the people on the team just don't mesh with the people on the team at the marketer or they just have the wrong level of knowledge or just no passion about their their brands we've seen Too often, marketers change agency because of decline in service, loss of trust, and expectations not being met. But the cycle then just continues with the new agency because they dive right back in without a proper transition and setting of expectations, shared goals, and ways of working. Now I have to ask you guys, isn't that the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over but expecting different results? So we encourage marketers and agencies to put effort into their relationships. The goal should be a partnership with a foundation of trust, respect, and again, shared goals. Unfortunately, it's just become much more of a transactional and less collaborative environment in this space.
1: So it sounds like what you're saying is that, you know, to think about the partners of uh, clients and agency that they should really think about this as a couples counseling first before jumping into the breakup um have you seen that this has worked successfully for any marketers to avoid a pitch by going through this partner therapy
2: absolutely yes i've worked with several agency and consulting years specifically in cpg beauty financial categories who have long-standing relationships with their agency partners because they put a ton of effort into the relationship. I'm not saying they're perfect, no relationship is, but they have that secret recipe that you'll hear us talk about, trust, collaboration, mutual respect, and shared goals. In my opinion, this is the recipe for a successful partnership, and that word is key, partnership, not just, you know, a It's not just a relationship where a marketer hires an agency. It should be a true partnership. So these successful marketers and agency partners that I'm talking about have evolved together as business needs and the media marketplace evolve. They learn from each other and listen to each other. Those expectations and ways of working are discussed and set, not assumed, which always leads to a disconnect. I really, really hate it when I hear a client or an agency say well i assumed that's just dangerous and and you know sadly the media industry environment has soured and become adversarial when it should be collaborative between marketers and their agencies and even between agencies and media vendors hey we're reading in the news some marketers are cutting out their agencies negotiating directly with vendors so what i think is causing this souring is that established processes and ways of working just aren't being followed. Trust is non-existent. Assumptions, again, that dreaded word, are being made leading to unmet expectations on both sides. Some of those expectations are unreasonable. There's constant scope creep. And I know this is gonna sound crazy, but I feel that common courtesy no longer exists. I can joke a little bit and say that it's kind of like the movie version of a high school cafeteria with siloed groups, the jocks, the nerds, the band geeks, and the popular girls. Don't worry, we're not going to align any of these groups to agencies, marketers, and media vendors because we'll get ourselves in trouble. So, but I do want to stay on a positive note because that's just our way. Let's go back to those success stories for a minute. What they all have in common Is that they take a fresh look at their contract every one to two years to ensure that the terms are still relevant, aligned to business goals, and are mutually beneficial. They update planning and buying guidelines, processes, and setting of expectations frequently. They set measurement plans with clear timelines, clear methodologies, and goals to inform compensation and incentive plans. They monitor and measure these plans on a regular basis, making changes, updates, and exceptions during the process instead of when it's over and it's too late and it's forgotten. But unfortunately, I've seen way more marketers who give up before they even try to fix a declining relationship. These are the things that can be improved significantly with a little attention and some changes in behaviors. And I mean on both sides, the marketer and the agency side. We believe that media performance management and partnership relationships can be improved for both marketers and agencies because media and the relationships private if the ecosystem works together. You know, the other thing I have noticed is that many of these clients that do jump right into pitch, they also make the mistake of getting caught up in the process. You know, the hoopla, I always say this to clients and they laugh, the jazz hands, the dog and pony shows, they lose sight of their original objective. For example, at the onset of a pitch, let's say the primary objective is for better service tools and ideas. Well, I, I then see that same client when they get to the template analysis phase, getting caught up on fees and savings. And I'm not saying that fees and savings aren't integral to the pitch process, they are, but they shouldn't be the deciding factor if they were not the original goal.
0: Well, Carly, that, that's an amazing amount of experience that, that you've seen you, um, in, in all the big pitches that you've run. Um, you know, what if a client wants a takeaway, right? So, what's the framework that they should say? Well, um, what are the, the the several things that I can do that I can I can hold in my hand and say, you know, have I really looked at this relationship? Um, you know, what can I fix first? What what do I have to be aware of or do myself before, you know, I release the hounds and jump into this chaos?
2: So before I answer your question, I noticed you said big pitches. And I wanna point out that this, everything that I'm saying, all these best practices relate to both big and small, really any size. So I, I don't want any of our listeners to think, oh, this isn't relevant because I'm a smaller spender or local spender. This, these are all relevant best practices. I like to think of guiding principles in everything we do. There is no one size fits all way to think about the fix or the pitch because every client agency scenario is different. However, I believe there are definitely guiding principles for each when a marketer decides which path they want to take of the two. So let's start with the fix. I'm going to tell you the four guiding principles and then I'm going to explain what they mean. So, number one, three sides to every story. Number two, gap analysis. Number three, plan the work and work the plan. Number four, monitor progress. So now let me go back to each of them. Three sides to every story. What I mean by that is that there's his side, there's her side, and then there's the truth. All the voices need to be heard. Pain points at- on both the marketer and agency side need to be uncovered during the discovery phase of the fix. Gap analysis. So we've done many of these relationship audits, let's call them, and it's always very eye-opening to see the gaps and misperceptions when layering answers to the same question on top of each other. We actually have this spider chart that shows the answers. And what's really great about it Besides being eye-opening is that it helps identify some new pain points that people weren't even aware of and then it confirms the ones that were already identified plan the work and work the plan seeing a consultant's recommendations to mend the partnership is not enough often what happens with those recommendations they just get tossed aside and forgotten so we believe that an action plan needs to be put in place with assigned responsible parties and deadlines to implement. And then progress needs to be monitored. The marketer and the agency need to check in, communicate and tweak that action plan as necessary. Relationships take effort. Successful relationships turn into partnerships that yield great business outcomes. Okay, now I'm gonna go to the guiding principles of the pitch. There's a few more on this one. So there's six in total. I'm going to tell everybody what the six are, and then like I did before, go back and explain them. Number one, aligned objectives. Number two, weekly status. Number three, mirror, mirror on the wall. Number four, qualitative, quantitative balance. Number five, mutually beneficial contract. And number six, don't rush the transition. So going back to number one, aligned objectives. Marketers need a core team of decision makers who are aligned to the objective of the pitch. And I call that the guiding star. And that needs to be decided at the beginning and stuck with. Number two, that core team needs to meet frequently to keep the project plan moving and aligned to the guiding star. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Pitch consultants need to help the marketer look in the mirror, make sure they don't stray away from the original objective. Are there behaviors they need to change? What are their must haves versus nice to haves? Are all the questions and exercises in the RFP tying back to the guiding star? Qualitative quantitative balance. I believe that scorecards need to be incorporated into every step of the process where a decision is being made. The whole process in general is very qualitative and what feels right. So a scorecard brings some level of quantitative to the decision-making process and they give all decision-makers a voice because as we all know, sometimes there's someone who's a little, little quieter and there's somebody with a big voice, but if they're all filling out the same scorecard, their voice is gonna be heard. Mutually beneficial contract contracts need to be crystal clear, no room for interpretation. We know that measurement usually happens a whole year or more after a decision is made, but people move on. So contracts should be written assuming that different people will be on both the marketer and the agency by the time measurement's in place. And so definitions of, of words that are vague and any methodology should be spelled out. I'm going to give an example here. We often hear during a pitch the promise from an agency that there will be savings with no sacrifice to quality. Well, what does quality mean? It's become one of those words that just means something different to different people. Spell it out. And risk reward scenario should be built into every contract. Agencies should have the opportunity to earn more when expectations are exceeded and then, and they're contributing to business goals. Again, that's a partnership. But on the flip side, they should also have some skin in the game for when they don't meet goals. And lastly, don't rush the transition. It's so important to conduct a proper transition when agency changes happen, or to have a refresh session when staying with an incumbent. How can you expect improvement if expectations goals, and ways of working aren't set and periodically revisited?
1: Wow, Carly, those are some great um, guiding principles, whether or not somebody is looking to fix a situation or, you know, really have decided they're at the point where they're going to pitch. And, you know, we, we, through a lot of our work, you know, whether we're involved in the pitch work or not, through The work we do with, you know, the consulting work, looking at the media performance management and other types of engagements that we do with marketers and agencies, there's no doubt that we see that relationship issues and communication really, really hinder, um, you know, a good working relationship between the two. Do you you think this is just kind of how things are always going to be?
2: Well, anybody who knows me knows that I'm a starry-eyed optimist by nature whose favorite word is collaboration. So I believe that if marketers and agencies communicate, trust and respect each other, have shared goals and put effort into their relationships, successful relationships can become the new norm while the pandemic has been stressful and disruptive to many businesses i also like to think that it woke up people from their work 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 mentality and it's helping people reprioritize there's way more empathy camaraderie understanding and flexibility these days we're getting closer to a work-life balance than ever because there are they're more blurred than ever one of my favorite memes during this these last six months, and yes, you both know that memes were my favorite part of the pandemic, was one that said, I'm so confused. Am I working from home or living at work? I bring this up because I think one of the biggest relationships destroyers is that work, work, work mentality I mentioned before. Marketers and agencies are working at warp speed, losing sight of communication, their goals, realities of the marketplace, and quite frankly, human decency. I believe that being in lockdown has made us all a little kinder, slowed us down a little bit, and helped us be resourceful and focused on priority. So yes, I'm hopeful that a positive change will
0: follow. Wow, Carly, it's so great to have such an optimistic attitude and to see that even though mishaps occur, mistakes might get made, that this is something that actually can be changed. The behavior that drives great relationships is something that marketers and agencies can actually improve and work on. And I think you gave us a really great roadmap, you know, for making that happen. So everybody, thank you. We covered a lot of ground today. If anyone wants to understand more about our services in this area, reach out to us by finding us on the web at mediaplusadvisors.com. Thank you for listening.